you're listening to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dear Alice. Welcome, Jess. Thanks, Sue. Yeah, girl. We're going to talk about something fun today. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Pattern. (laughs) Say it again, Sue. Pattern. I like it. Pattern. (laughs) Pattern. It's going to be good. Talking about patterns and not the kind that you buy from um, the store. McCall's. (laughs) Yes. We're not making a summer summer smock. We're, We're talking about the type of patterns that we use in our fabrics and... Flooring. I think that's one of our probably our favorite party tricks at Alice Lane is we like to create our own patterns, especially in entryways, mm-hmm. maybe powder baths, crazy, maybe in your master bath. What? I don't know. We just do whatever we feel like. <laughs> but oh, shower walls, shower walls, paneling on your walls. Yes, another pattern to consider. Oh my gosh! Right? Yeah. We do that. Our level. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. We create so many patterns in our work. And a lot of time, like the, the wall panels, it's like tone on tone. Um, but in the floor, we're usually using two or three stones, yeah. usually three, yeah, girl. honestly. And we create custom um, patterns, making cuts out of, out of marble to be able to achieve these beautiful patterns. And I think it's one of the funnest things we do. It really is. our job. And it's fun too, because usually in a floor like that, it's something that you're not really covering up. A lot of rooms, like you're putting a big rug on, but like an entry or something where you do get to like really show off your cards when people come in the door. Yeah. That's a great place to like throw some pattern and then build on top of that. If you're crazy, Mm -hmm. you know, and like lots of patterns, we'll talk about that too. Pattern on pattern and how we pair those And it all really kind of, I don't know, drives into what's your style. Mm -hmm. And if you are, you know, those of you that love to wear pattern on pattern, bravo to you. You'd be really fun to design for. Yeah. Because there is a science behind it, but we'll get into that. Yeah. And I think one really cool thing about pattern too is it's a space expanding trick, um, especially in like a powder bath or let's say you don't have a really large entry, but you want that feeling of formality and success. Mm-hmm. If you put a small pattern, like if you think um, House of Kennedy that we did, that was a really small little entry. It was more like a like a perch that you kind of come into, mm-hmm. but we use a really confusing pattern that was um, not even super large scale, but we confused the eye and it was so mesmerized, um, like like looking through a kaleidoscope, you know, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, it's so fabulous. It's so interesting. And it's stretched into other areas, mm-hmm. which made that entry feel bigger. But it's fun, like in a powder bath also to kind of confuse the eye and do something small and mesmerizing. It looks very well funded. It does look well funded, <laughs> which is, it turns out, is what people want us to do for them. They want us to make them look successful. Yeah. I know. Yeah, we've we've realized that over um, over the last couple of years is we're like, what? So what's your look? What's your style? And they're like, I just want to look successful. And we're like, we've made it. We're like, sweet. <laughs> Cue up the pattern marble entryway. Let's create something for you. Because there's like nothing that says success like you know, like a marble entryway. A fine marble entryway. Yeah. Click, click, click. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> click your heels across that. You'll feel successful every yeah. day of your life. Received. Like volume. you're walking into a bank <laughs> or a grand hotel. It's the best. Um, anyway, so patterns. Let's talk about it. The first um, question we have is from at blank Jordan blank. And they ask, how do you usually decide which patterns to match with which colors? And how long does it usually take you to think of or find the right balance? 
It's a really good question. Blank, Jordan, blank. I don't even think we have an answer. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I don't know, Sue. What, how would Aww. you... How would you say that, how long does it take for us to find sort of the right pattern and, and match uh, the right colors? I think, I think, yeah, I think again, we, a lot of times we start from the ground up. So whether that's a tile, mm-hmm. you know, that we're starting with, we will usually start with that. Like say we're working in an entryway, that's going to be different than if we're working in a family room where we're going to use our pattern, that ground layer, probably as our rug right. versus the tile. Yeah. And so we'll start with that and then we'll build on top of that. And so if you're in an entryway and you have tile and say blank Jordan blank, you love color. We're going to use a colorful tile for you and we're going to make a really wild pattern. And then how we pair things with that, we'll play with a scale. Like if our tile is a large format tile and we're doing a crazy pattern, the things that we're going to pair and put on top of that, whether it be you know, a little settee in the entry or like the table or everything has a bounce and it'll have to kind of, again, it has to complement scale wise. So it doesn't, not everything's the same scale. Mm-hmm. I think you see that obviously we were just talking about this in history. Yeah. Jess, take us back to the eighties, 1980s and the Luke and Gay home. So glad you asked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I was just talking to these guys before we started recording my first recollection of how to mix patterns came to me. Um, in the eighties when wallpaper was also in its heyday and my mom would do her own papering. Um, so there was usually a wallpaper trough mm-hmm. with, you know, um, some sort of rolled up paper curing in it in, in a vat of water. And we would help my mom and she had the little knives and the cutters and mom and dad were both in on this. Somebody was on the ladder. Somebody was down below. Sometimes there was yelling. It was very exciting <laughs> for the whole family. And by the end of the day, the room was completely transformed. And um, one thing that, you know, you would consider, my mom would bring home all these different wallpapers to just sort of tape up and stare at. But there was usually like a wallpaper, which was the main body of the wall. There was a border, which was like at the waistline and also a border up top for crown molding, Uh right? And so expensive and very, very expensive looking. <laughs> Speaking very of well-funded. Well yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were just like, it was like amateur hour in the eighties, man. It was the best. Anything goes, you can just glue on fake crown molding that was really just printed on a piece of paper and everybody looked rich. Um, so anyway, but what I realized about pattern, my mom had taught me with all these wallpaper books was like, if you have a floral, you're going to pair it with something structured with a stripe or or like a check or same thing with like when she would sew our clothes is that whenever she was making a little pinafore, you would have like a floral body, but then she would use a little ticking stripe to make a ruffle out of for the bottom of the, of the dress or, or whatever. And the little patch pockets would also be the stripe. And so you're always pairing structure with organic Mm -hmm. patterns and that still works today. And I would say, that's probably the rule if we were to talk to somebody that could really speak intelligently about patterns. But that was my recollection as a, as a kid in the eighties was that this is how patterns go together. You know, if we had a big floral wallpaper, we were going to use a striped border. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I've got it. I learned the formula, you know, (laughs) and I could look through any wallpaper book. It didn't even matter if I liked the pattern or not. It was just so fun to have figured that out or to my mom taught me that. And then I was like, I totally get it. I could pair any wallpaper with any border after knowing that. Well, yeah. Take me to Vogue. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Put me in coach. <laughs> so anyway, that's kind of um, a way to mix patterns. As far as colors go, I think to Sue's point, I mean, for the most part in an entry, 
We're going to use a neutral, neutral marbles. Marbles don't always come in fun colors. If they did, I mean, that could be for a fun entry as well. But most of our patterns and entries are going to end up being black, white, gray, um, kind of a golden hue, kind of a camel. But things that you want to last forever, but I also think you want it to be believable that this pattern is not trendy, right? Because I think that marble entry never wants to feel trendy. It always wants to feel timeless and classic. Exactly. And I think it's also, it comes down to personal expression too. Mm -hmm. You know, what the, what's the architecture of the house? You know, like, are we trying to like feel historic? Are we doing a black and white? Are we doing a rendition of that in one home that we did again, five years ago or so mm -hmm. We did that we can't show anybody? Yeah. Darn it. Um, our best work is not even on our portfolio, you guys. You guys. Yeah. But anyway, we did this kind we have of to speak. Flat. We have to speak about them in aliases. We can't even use names. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but like we wanted this kind of storytelling of the house to feel like this is the original part of the house, mm -hmm. and then there was a new addition to it. So in the original part of the house, we did kind of a plaid pattern with the tile. You know, kind of it's a rendition of the black and white checkerboard, but in a new way those blown up that almost felt like a tartan or something. Mm -hmm. And it was again, neutral tiles, black, white, grays. Um, but it's incredible. It was just, it was so, so, so pretty. And so, and that was a pattern that really kind of started the storytelling that allowed us to kind of build patterns on patterns mm -hmm. throughout the house and kind of take you on this journey. And how, what, oh, okay. sorry. I was gonna say, how did you come up with that? Is that just you like taking a bunch of tiles and kind of just like, you know, just creating it, like laying them down and visually like create, creating a pattern or how did like, how do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times we will like kind of go back in history. And so this was one I think I saw in a, I think it was like a lobby in, in London mm. or something. And I knew that we wanted to be classical in this entry in this part of the house. And so we didn't do it exactly to that, but that was the inspiration. I'm like, okay, instead of a, just a black and white tile checkerboard, we should be more creative and we should do this kind of blown up scale, this plaid. And it turned out incredible. And it gave the exact statement that we needed the front of that house, that storytelling to make and so a lot of times we will be inspired by history mm -hmm. if that, if we're trying to make it look historical, yeah. if we're trying to do something crazy and jivey, then we'll start again, figuring out the sizes of our tile mm -hmm. and then kind of playing with it on CAD yeah, and playing with the scale of the room mm -hmm. and seeing where, how big of a, a tile can we use for this space? If it's not a small, a big space like Ashley Kennedy, we're not going to use 24 by 24 tiles. Mm -hmm. We're going to go smaller. Yeah. And so again, it all, totally the scale of your pattern depends on the scale of your space yeah. and kind of what you're going for. And even when we're talking about pattern, be it on tile, be it on, you know, your upholstery or your window treatments or anything like that. Um, Jess and I were also saying, we kind of refer to your closet. Yeah. Let's go back to your personal style and figure out like, are you comfortable in pattern? Like, is that something that you sport every day? Mm -hmm. Do you wear a plaid skirt with plaid tops and, and striped socks and a floral hat? You know, mm, I hope so. Oh, I want to, I want to be your designer if you I do. Know. That sounds like a lot of I fun. Know, I bet you're fun to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go out. Let's go out this weekend. Yeah. Um, but really, I think it's a, it's a fun idea. And we see all these things in like from Gucci and we love it. And we're, you know, we're so inspired by fashion. But Jess, you were saying, I mean, it takes a long time to pair all those patterns together. And I think people think it's more effortless and easy yeah. than it is, but it's actually really tricky, which is why you don't see it as often. Right. Um, but man, most, is it fun to look at. And most people can't live with that level of stimulation every day. They're like, somebody give me a solid. I, I need a break from all of this, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but back to the beautiful plaid 
uh, marble entry that you created that we can't share. One of the things that kind of breaks the rules is what was on the wall was paneling, which was also a, a series of rectangles. So we paired a structure with a structure. Um, same thing for Rachel Parcell's home. You guys are pretty familiar with that. We've got paneled walls. They are, it is like um, uh, arcuated wall. So it makes sort of a, a circular shape, but there are panels on it. We had a break in all of the structure with her start carpet, that antelope, which was organic. Mm -hmm. So then pairing it with the structured wall was good, but there is a point where that paneling comes into play with her beautiful marble entryway. Mm -hmm which is structured and it worked out different scales though. If you pay yeah. attention, her panels are really large. The floor um, tile, while it's a large format, is not as overblown as the size of the paneling on her walls. So usually those, the pattern play is one is big, one is, one is small and that's when it works. I was going to say even like the reading band yeah. that has like the small, if you notice on Rachel's, if you go look at the portfolio, you'll notice there's, there's a band that runs around the whole room mm -hmm. and it's really small vertical reading. Mm -hmm. And again, that, that relief of having that small scale break up these massive rectangle panels mm -hmm. is really, it's so good. It's so good in the space and it needs that. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And you know, I learned from, um, Oh, McAlpine and Tankersley. They are a fantastic firm out of, um, Alabama and they've got, I think offices in four other Nashville, they have like Nashville, oh, yeah, New York. Yeah, and Nashville, sorry. Um, anyway, they, the one of the principals, Greg Tankersley, he's, he taught me that in their work in architecture, whenever they do something grand, they're going to do something humble next to it. So um, cool. I think this principle applies to like, if you have a big grand fireplace in your, in your living room, right next to the fireplace, if you do a small little chair, like, like a dining size chair, an occasional piece, not a big lounge chair, that juxtaposition of something really big with really small, the eye just loves it and delights in it. Not very many people would think to pair those, the, the great big with the little, but keep that in mind as you're looking through your house. If everything's feeling really grand, it's probably time to do something kind of petite. Yeah. And and it's um it's super it's just like super charming and it adds so much interest to play with the scale. And so with patterns, it's sort of the same thing. If you're gonna do something grand, pair it with something humble. Yep. Yeah. Amen. Um, okay, so another talking point would be patterns in draperies. We've kind of talked about tile a little bit and also upholstery. So I guess patterns in our fabrics. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say for the most part, your upholstery probably doesn't want to be a pattern. I'm not too well, unless you're like an accent chair. I mean, there, yeah. will, there will always be rules. We will always break those rules always. dependent yeah. on the client. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, when you just look at our retail space and like how people just in general want to live and how they dress and like yeah. interpreting, interpreting that style yeah. in your homes... It's a lot of solids and we get our interest through the shape of the furniture and the, mm -hmm. you know, the actual form. Yeah. And I happening. feel like it's the, it's the pillow's job to bring the pattern. I don't really need your bed to be a pattern because we are going to bring pattern in through bedding and other things. Um, and, and lots of layers and textures and that sort of thing. And so don't feel like when you're buying something that everything needs to be a hero, because when you come to put that together at the end of the day, it might be really, really hard, you know, for you to do it on your own. If you do love pattern, then um, probably doing something small scale 
on, um, on a piece of upholstery might be a really good rule, unless it's an occasional piece. It's like the jewelry piece. Then we can go larger scale on that. We did recently, I will tell you, we did a, a sofa for the showroom that was a plaid. We made it up at, during the holidays, like so Thanksgiving cute. time, it hit the floor. It was a traditional piece, long bench cushion, um, turned leg with a little castor and furl on the bottom and brass and just like the ultimate traditional piece. So we dress it in a blue plaid and we built this room that we called the penthouse and we put a big gold tinsel tree in the corner and huge art on the walls and every single thing in that room sold within like a day or two. We were like, you cannot take it till after the party is over. We named that room the penthouse because it just looked like a billionaire lived there. It was so great. I wanted to live in that room. Right? Yeah, I told Aaron, I was like, so hey, that's amazing. Yeah. I wish that was my house. Men loved that room, mm -hmm. which is so fun because I feel like if we can get men on board, then we can usually get, we can, we can have anything we want actually as women. <laughs> <laughs> Sue and I always say we're going to write a book and chapter two is going to be called husbands <laughs> because we always say like the woman is the gas and the husband is the brake. So true. And Good, so the, bad, the ugly man. So the husband rolls in and he's like, I want everything. Ding, 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 ding. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just like, yes, uh, yes, we have victory. When you were saying like, maybe, you know, your sofa or sectional should not be uh -huh. in a pattern. That's exactly what I thought of. I was like, I yeah. love that. Though. I know that is the, that is the sofa that's going to break the rule. And it is a structure. Um, the plaid of it was, was kind of like a blue with a black. And so it wasn't like yellow and red and it wasn't like overblown on the plaid, but it is so handsome. We actually just got it in the showroom again and it's like going to be for summer and we don't even care because it was just like such a hit with everybody. I wished I had five more of those just to see if, if it was a fluke or if people really indeed want this sofa in plaid again and again. I think not it's a, a winner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah such a winner. A fluke. Yeah. So it's refreshing when we do see so many neutrals and interesting that so many people did gravitate to it, but I mean. People are craving pattern, which is why we're talking about it. Totally. Yeah. yeah. There's this trend going on right now that um, we've seen them talk about it in different magazines. We've heard about it at market. It's called maximalism. Yeah. We, of course, have been in this minimalism phase for a little while. I think the Tuscan era got so heavy and decorated. Mm -hmm. And then everybody was just like, Clorox wipe this whole <laughs> situation out of here. There's the reset button. I need, a walls white. I need a modern home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so everybody went modern just to get rid of all that heavy decorating feel for a while. And now, now all of a sudden, maximalism is a thing, which is sort of that runway look that yeah. Sue described with pattern on pattern and more is more and less is a bore. And, you know, bring in all of the art and really make it look mm -hmm. completely opulent. This is for 1% of, of the people listening. This is not for anyone. It is very editorial. It is fun to look at. And you are like a lifestylist and people want to come in and hang out at your house and you want to talk about your collections. So it's not for everyone. It's really fun editorially and you'll notice it in the magazines. I was going to say, and it's really fun when you do look at like just magazines and Arc Digest will do a, a piece on a fashion designer. And this designer has been, and any of us designers, we accumulate things as we, as we live, right? Yeah. And we're always gathering these favorite items and it was, there are probably a lot of heroes in that, but somehow they all go together um, when you know how to put them together. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so, sorry, 
<laughs> Sorry if that confused anybody. You don't have to be a designer to do this, but if it's a look that you like, study it mm-hmm. and just collect things that you love and it'll organically hopefully like come together mm-hmm. in a really interesting artistic way. It's a very artistic lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I think right now we're in the era of like, I want it now type of thing. And I fall victim to that all the time. I'm yeah. such like a, I love to just cross stuff off my list. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a good point. Just like take your time, be yeah. a student of it and learn it. So you can like, so you can nail it. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause nothing feels worse than taking something on yourself and then stepping back and looking at it and be like, I'm not very talented. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> you know how many times I've like built something and I'm like, I missed the mark. And yeah. as good as like nailing it feels uh-huh. is as bad as not nailing it feels. I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we've all done that. It's, it's good for the soul. <laughs> yeah, it's humbling. Speaking of doing something humble. Yeah. <laughs> something grand is something humble. Yeah. It happens. It happens uh-huh. for our souls as well. Oh, uh, too. So the funny. fact that we should be studying it though, study what you love, obviously, and figure out if the pattern is for you and what kind of pattern you like, or if you don't like pattern at all. Mm-hmm. And then be a student of that and then collect. Yeah. And find the things that go with one another or build that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I and I think by be a student of that, we are students um still today, all of us at Alice Lane. And I think that's one of the things that I love so much about our team is, is how humble everybody is and everybody's so willing to like get there and get to the next level and try something new. And it's the only way we're ever going to evolve and change is by taking the risks. And, um, you know, we, I love that we have a showroom so that we can take these risks on the showroom. And then if we fail, it's okay. Don't worry. It wasn't in your house. You know what I mean? But I don't know how else to get better other than to, to be able to work these things out somewhere. And so I've always thought of it as, as a workshop, you know, like we just can workshop these ideas. And while we wouldn't necessarily think to combine these end tables or you, I, we would just always play it safe if we only could work in people's homes. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And so we, we have to be able to work it out on the floor and kind of prove it and try it and test it out. It's like a laboratory. And then once we're like hot damn, you know, we got it. <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels so good. Yeah. And then we're like, we've got a new design principle here. Like we've got a new thing. We can try this. And this formula worked and come out and, and look at what we did. You know, look I mean, what that, we that's, tried. That's essentially why you hire someone because they've gone yeah. through the trial and error. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you want to like redo your, you know, living room 50 times and by all means like do it, but yeah, it'd be cheaper to hire someone. Totally. But to the point of what Sue was saying is like, be a student of it. We are constantly being students of it. And we're going to look at a space like an Arc Digest that is, you know, labeled maximalism. And we're going to just stare at it and we'll say, what is how, why does this work? It should look like a hoarder lives there. And instead it's like the most magnificent outfit that belongs on a stage. It's, and it is, I mean, Arc Digest is the greatest stage for interior design, but it's, it's, it's something that really does take a study to see how the masters do it because these are the people with the great collections that make their spaces look so incredible if you're a maximalist. And it's not something that you're going to get by only shopping at TJ Maxx to be a maximalist. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to be able to have some really beautiful pieces to pull it off with the right scale so that not everything is um, is kind of speaking the same language. It really is like a mixed master's paradise. And it's somebody with incredible taste over all the years whose grandparents probably had fantastic taste. And 
it's an accumulation and, and an art to be able to get these, all of these things together. So pattern on pattern on pattern is the trigonometry of design, or if there's something greater than trigonometry, I'm kind of a math idiot. <laughs> I shouldn't be using that analogy, no, but I think it's great. It it's is, hard. Yeah, it is the top shelf. It is the top brass and it is, it's not for everyone and not everyone would want to live like that. Um, so pattern on pattern on pattern, if you want to do it, I would say study, study the fantastic spaces that you have seen and, find the common denominators and then start to implement that way. But, um, I don't, I, it's, it's a hard thing to be super, super successful at for the rest of us. I mean, are there rules for what not to do when mixing patterns? I guess could we give people like some sort of guideline mm -hmm. on what not to do? I think the scale thing, I think for most people, like, like you said, you're going to have like probably a large organic with like some small structure or vice versa. And again, but you have to pay attention to just all the different layers in the house or in that room. So like know what your rug is. If you, if you have a solid rug that doesn't have a lot going on, go great. Like if you really are craving pattern, whether that be in your art, mm -hmm. whether that be in a chair, um, go for it at that point, but you're not going to have every piece probably be that same scale pattern. Yeah. Like just for the everyday listener, you're going to have, you're going to have just those showstoppers, like just in moments of the room, but not everywhere. And then you're going to go to some structured patterns, some stripes. If you're wanting more pattern on the walls, if you want your window treatments mm -hmm. to be a pattern, then you're probably going to do something. You may, maybe that's your big scale pattern. That's your big move. Mm -hmm. And that's where you do your big pattern, but then you're probably not going to do that on another piece. So just, again, you're going to have it in like spots of the room, but it's not going to be everywhere unless you're doing the matching twall thing. Mm -hmm. And you want to do the wallpaper in a towel or whatever. And then you get a matching window treatment to that. And like, that's obviously a very traditional trick mm -hmm. that we see in magazines all the time. And we love, and that's for somebody who loves pattern, but yeah, anyway, but then you're going to like, you're just going to pair it with, you know, just the, even like the twill on your sofa is going to be a different, it's going to be a smaller scale than the, your pillow fabrics. Mm -hmm that's going to be different. And we look yeah. at all those fabrics together and we study all those things at the same time while we're putting these outfits together. Yeah. So yeah, just pay attention to the scale. You're not going to have the exact same scale everywhere. Um, and then as far as like the colors go again, be inspired, have something that's inspiring the color palette, be it the rug, mm -hmm. you know, or that one fabric that you found that you do want is the window treatments or the art. And then that's where you're going to start pulling the color and the fabric from to be inspired by until, and your eye, eyes know, I yeah. you know, like, Oh yeah. We know when it, there's a mess and you're just like, Oh gosh, that fabric's got to go that I thought it'd be a good idea, but it's not throw it out. Yeah. So your eye's not going to lie to you. Yeah. So yeah, just check yourself before you wreck yourself, study it out before you buy everything <laughs> and put it all in the room. <laughs> great advice. I, I have a what not to do. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe you guys just, maybe you guys disagree with this, but um, I, I'll see this on TV a lot or like on Instagram and, you know, like I'll see a cool pattern in, uh, whether it's wallpaper or it's like molding on, uh, in a room and I'll be like, yeah, like nice job, flip or flop. But like, it's just on a wall. Yeah. I feel like it needs to be like, if it's in <laughs> yeah. a room, you know what I mean? Like yeah. kind of do the whole thing or wallpaper <laughs> that's just on one wall. I'm like, oh, that's a rad pattern, but. Yeah. You're missing the three other yeah, But you're a quitter. Sorry they ran yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Darn it. So, so I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, every pattern's probably not for everyone, but if you love it, I don't know. Be all in. Yeah, Envelop be all in. yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. 
So cute. Okay, so we've got a question from at Lindsay Lou Jones, and she wants to know, um, would love advice on picking out curtain fabric. Do you stick with light colors with light walls and dark with dark? When do you use a pattern? Uh, Lindsay Lou Jones, you completely nailed it. Yes, we would. I, I mean, we've never actually boiled it down to that. We just do it. But if we were to boil it down to a rule, it's that we yeah. would most of the time use a light drape with a light wall color. Yep. And a dark drape with a dark wall color. Yep. Yeah, it is as simple as that. When do we use pattern? When do we use pattern? On a drape. On a drape. We've done small patterns in uh-huh. the home where it is a little bit more is more and the client is comfortable with pattern. Yeah. Um, but, and the, I mean, and we have fabric reps that come and show us fabrics all the time and say, oh, this would be a gorgeous drape. But it's rare that we do do a huge pattern mm-hmm. um, as a drape. The one exception is, are you thinking of the same one? Are we thinking of my bedroom? Ooh. Yes. Oh. That one. Yeah. <laughs> and also Catherine's house oh. where we had a pattern actually oh, painted. yes. We got this incredible black linen gauze uh-huh. and that was actually on, but we needed, we had a piano in the opposite room. So we were trying to be dramatic and get some depth into this other room. And so we found this incredible black linen and then we actually had the plaster worker hand paint uh-huh. um, a pattern that the clients approved on top of this dark drape, but there was, I'm again, that was a science. In white. He used yeah. white paint, used white paint to kind of on tie a black back drape. into the walls. And it is two story drapes. It's cocoa bananas guys. We're going to mind. We're going to, we're <laughs> actually going to shoot that project soon. Yeah. And y'all are going to scream when you see it because yes. we've been screaming for months now. <laughs> no. We cannot even believe it's no. real. It's so pretty. Yeah. I, it's hard to say it's a pattern, but it is a pattern. It's totally a pattern. It's it, But it's, there's no repeat and it's hand painted yeah. and it feels like you're looking at Alice in Wonderland, looking at a massive, uh, it flower feels, on it feels like I did drugs. And yeah. when I walk in there, I'm so high on design. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> it's so special and extraordinary. I can only dream about like, is that what doing drugs must feel like yeah. is being in this house? Why do you look at me when you no. say that? <laughs> it's so good. I can't wait to share it. <laughs> uh, uh, but I think one of the reasons why that works, yeah, this like big dark stack on the slider environment is the fact that it is thick. It feels very gracious. There's yeah. a lot of folds and panels in that. I think for the most part, um, when we do go into a home that we haven't touched and we're doing a consultation, most people are like, we'll just like grab one panel from Target and put it on each side of the wall. <laughs> yeah. And they don't have the fullness and they're like, oh, I'm going to do blue. That'll be fun. But they just have one panel, just like a scarf on each side of the window. Yeah. And you're like, if you do like blue, we can totally do blue drapes. But you're going to want a lot of fullness if you're going to try and make this a believable really beautiful story. So yeah. it's kind of yes. like Corey saying like they did it to one panels. wall and you're like, <laughs> it, it feels like that when you have like one skinny little panel hanging down. It's like, it's like the accent wall. Yeah. Like girl, you got to finish your work. You can't yeah. just stop with that one like, skinny panel. Up there. I know. Yeah. I know that window's going to have a midriff when I pull them to the center. They're <laughs> not going to cover the whole thing. No, they're really Jesus. not. You just Probably made yourself a monokini. <laughs> worst. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so crazy. Um, pattern. Okay. So I have pattern drapes. You can see that, um, in the show notes. It's also in our portfolio under Jessica Bennett's house. Um, I found this fabric. Um, there's a place in Salt Lake City that gets these um, designer fabrics that come in from some Chicago show house. And I happened to be there on a day when they got this bolt in and I had no idea how much fabric was on the bolt. I was just like, 
oh my gosh, start the car, start the car. <laughs> <laughs> like, I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta buy this. I gotta get out of here before, before somebody follows me home. It was like the most, have you guys ever just loved yes. something so much yeah. that you like can't breathe and you're like, mm. somebody quick, throw your coat over it. I don't want anybody to you're take it. You're standing by it. They don't know what's here. Time, touching <laughs> yeah. it. I was probably the only one in the whole store at the time, but it was just like a really special reaction. I was like, I gotta put a ring on it. I need this in my life. I love it so hard. So anyway, um, it is the fabric that is my drapes today in my master bedroom. There was 26 yards on it, which it was crazy because when I had the drapery lady come, I had this bolt of fabric for, I don't know, six months before I knew for sure what I was going to do with it. And then the drapery lady came and measured and I was like, how much do I need? And she was like 26 yards. And I was like, heaven wow. on earth. Damn. <laughs> this whole thing just came together. Anyway, so the pattern on my drapes is um, black face, black heads. They feel like Roman. Like busts. Yeah, yeah totally. Beautiful. I forget who makes it. It's something wonderful. And then I was going through an old magazine and there it was featured by the editor, this, this fabric that... Nobody wanted in Chicago and got transferred to this Utah place. And, What's the place called? Um, it's called Designers Resource and it's in Sugar House. And if any of you go there, I will kill you because <laughs> it, is, it is my haunt. I know. <laughs> awesome. I, I actually only make it there like probably once a year now, but I used to like go take inventory. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like just make sure like you find all the old ladies that are getting know, fabric in there. I know. You occasionally out. find a bolt of mohair and I'm like, mohair, what are you doing here? You can't hang out with these shady characters. And then I would like rescue it. And you know, awesome. so it's it, like the whole place is a tonal miss, but then you find something and you feel like the town hero when you do it. <laughs> and that feeling just does really good things for my self-esteem. So I still go there on occasion. Anyway, design resource in Sugar House, Utah. So um, yeah, it has these Roman heads painted on it with brush strokes and it's really loose and um, it feels super editorial. I had, I actually did have just enough to make a Roman in my bathroom and then it's my drapes in my bedroom and it makes me so happy. And still I, to this day, I still, that, right? I still feel so lucky. Um, so I've been in my house, it'll be six years in August. So I'll bet mm -hmm. you I've had that fabric for seven years. And I still, when I look at it, I'm like, oh, I'm a lucky devil. <laughs> you know, I feel so lucky. And it, it actually gives so much attitude back to the space, which a bedroom is usually, you know, quite serene. And, and everything else in my bedroom is very solid and cool, calm and collected. And those drapes are like, yeah. Uh -huh. Honey badger. <laughs> yeah, okay. they are the honey badger. <laughs> They're the best. And they, my room needed that shot in the arm. So as for pattern, I think, you know, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it gives an attitude. It gives a feeling the easiest way you're going to be able to do it in your home is by getting it in your rug. Um, you're going to start there. You're going to get it in your floor tiles. So it's your ground is the easiest place to start and then to start layering patterns on from there. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you're daring, get it in your drapes. Obviously, you're going to be able to get it in your pillows and your bedding and your soft coverings. Your art is going to give a real feeling of pattern back. Guys, I'm going to give you a real crazy statement right now. Your family photo is not art. <laughs> I know, brace yourself. Mine's blown. It's not going to give you the feeling of pattern. And so like really, truly like getting some art in there that gives it some vibe and some energy is really, really a fun thing. It's a scary layer for every client. We go through a lot of different reselections with them until they feel at home with the art, but it's a real way to also get a real vibe going in your house. But um, I think as a, as a beginning place, I'd say start from your ground and move up from there. 
uh, pair your um, structures with your organics and pay attention to scale. Anyway, thanks for playing along today. That was a lot of fun to talk about pattern. Have a great day. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 